0: There we go. All right. And now we're ready. Why are we always... Oh, I already hear dogs. You should have got to wait till the...
1: Somebody's ringing my doorbell. I'm. <laughs> Shut up! All right.
2: It's me. I'm at your door.
0: Here it comes. <laughs> Nobody's at All the right. door. Welcome to Everyone Racers show designed for the world of low-dollar racing and
2: oddball car culture. It doesn't matter what kind of Lemma Champ or Lucky Track Dog league you run, SCCA or NASA, we won't discriminate. As long as you drive it hard and built it yourself. Join us each week for tech discussions, tips, tricks, as well as news and notes from the world of amateur endurance racing. And whether it's on the spot, hella sweet, or we're lucky enough and Chrissy gives us just the tip, for sure you'll giggle a little and learn even less. Everyone reports the
1: it's it's still you it always oh, is it me
0: do i start i don't know it was only well two of us I, this is
1: it says this is chris which there is no All chris right. and it says this is chrissy and we'll just, there's and then you say know. you say I'm, Jeff. I'm and i'm mental there we go and we are everyone racers thanks so much for coming back to a studebaker episode of our podcast it's episode 259 in the studebaker 259 V8 was the venerable car. It was in the Hawk. It was in the Commander. It was in all of their uh, V8 powered stuff, ranged from 170 upwards to 190 horsepower. But Studio Breaker's not around anymore. So uh, hopefully you'll stick around. And while you're sticking around, you'll check out that E1R bingo card. And as we do, we start with uh, what you're working on, Jeff. Jeff, what are you working on?
0: You're, you're not going to say a bear in his natural habitat? a studebaker oh that, okay.
1: damn Sorry. it I, all right i should have caught that one too That's right.
0: yeah uh yeah so what's happening here in new jersey a if you're watching on youtube you probably realize that we already started some bait and switch there is no chris there is no chrissy this week they're out on some sort of vacation and won't return in time or on a flight i don't know but they were hiking. uh they're hiking okay So, uh, yeah, it looks like I have jumped through every hoop and kicked the field goal through the ever-moving posts. And I now have a certificate of occupancy for the lovely home that I'm sitting in and have owned for the last seven years and lived for the last seven years.
1: There you go. That's where I was going to go with that, is is how long have you occupied Yeah, said occupancy? And this this all came from the squirrel in the attic (laughs) slash electric door
0: the no, same place but none and of that flood. is what failed none of that is what failed what no failed but it was, was you were you were redoing everything that i, was, I was yeah i did a lot of covid projects and you know took down railings and uh but it doesn't matter the guy showed up and said well when'd you install that pool i was like i bought this place in that pool no you didn't Trust me, dude. I didn't. But anyway. Those are the uh,
2: safety railings I yes. asked you about? Yeah. Yep. Okay. I had
0: to get safety railings. So uh, my brother Jim came over and helped us install the pool fence safety railing because my pool was too short and I had to rebuild part of my pool deck to make sure the gate closed and latches to keep out this magical 4 year old who can climb anything that's less than 48 inches but unable to reach a 56 inch latch also unable to stop themselves from drowning in a 3 foot 7 pool i don't know it's 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 a little crazy uh but all that is taken care of and we have the co and hopefully couple of financial steps away from uh improving my life for my family and uh maybe <clears throat> working on getting an outbuilding
2: the pool is the only uh bigger money sink than racing so congratulations oh. on that new <laughs>
1: <laughs> i i'm not because you and i live in new uh, in las vegas and i know that it is cheaper for me to have my pool than it is for me to have a lawn
2: they're both uh luxury items here in Las Vegas yeah if you have a lawn it's like uh you're just pouring money on top of it in the form yeah. of water on
1: exactly. a like, basis so. you just might as well just put money on your lawn it would be cheaper
0: exactly that's, that's, like, that's why uh, rami got a lamborghini ooh but mental's got <laughs> a lawn no, right. Mental
1: does not have a lawn. No,
0: Mental does not have lawn. I money. just
1: meant like okay. you know. The, yeah. The neighbors. I'm doing I'm doing all right, but I don't have grass money.
2: It's a whole different uh <laughs> tier of of uh, people.
0: Exactly. Absolutely. Well, all Mental, right. why don't you tell us what you're working on in your lawnless all right. So uh, I, I
1: mentioned la- I showed last week for just a tip uh, what had happened to my RV tires, but now my RV is completely registered, which was required for that. Uh, our big dog, Rika, is limping even more than usual. And uh. she's got one leg she wants. So she had to go to the vet today and they said her blood work still looks good so she's just getting old so i I've, I've been on amazon looking for one of those doggy wheelchairs uh, and no. i've got to get her a full one cuz it's her front legs and this is how you know facebook is always listening cuz that's now all my targeted ads on facebook <laughs> and instagram mm-hmm. is dog wheelchairs so <clears throat> class b bachelor for holiday weekend vicky is in omaha until next wednesday and i just got mm. back from utah mountains campus <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, i just got back from utah motorsports campus working the weekend with extreme experience uh check them out if you're into this sort of thing they don't have any new cars nothing we haven't talked about they've got the urican the 48 gtbs a multitude of gt3s a gt4 the shelby mustang but i C8 borrowed... too right we had a c8 but general and this is one of the things i'm probably it sounds like i'm talking about about the company i'm not General Motors did an over-the-air update on their C8, and midway through the update, car just choked. So it was like doing a Windows update. So basically, this Corvette that is meticulously maintained was a brick all weekend. And there's some very disappointed people. That I think it made up. that
2: sound too of just windows shutting down. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> the, yeah, the the, the the you know slight dialophone thing there, and uh, they're doing that. But while I was there, I got, we talked about last week which car I was going to borrow. I had the Mini, choice of the Mini, the Wagon, or the E30. And uh, I went with the E30 from my buddy Grant, who was up there. And this may be the most perfect E30 I've ever driven. It, It's period correct. Got a set of Borbit five stars on it. It's just a little bit lowered. It's an S52 swap. It's got the shifter from one of the Z coupes. The brakes have all been upgraded to Mazda RX-7. It's brakes, so it's just works really well. It's got a header. It's got an exhaust on it, which is loud, but you would drive it through your neighborhood at normal revs coming home at 11 o'clock at night. So it's not a uh, stupid. It's got a nice period, correct, digital, tiny stereos with the CD player in it. And mm. just, you know, it feels so very 80s. You know, the analog gauges and everything, everything works on the car. And also, just to make sure it feels perfectly 80s, the speedometer is about 10 miles an hour, optimistic. But what a great car. I couldn't thank Grant. It ends
2: not- at 80, 80 miles per hour as well, right? <laughs> like it stops at 80.
1: <laughs> yeah. Well, it's German. So this one goes to 120. Oh, okay. uh, yeah. Nice. And then uh, while I was there, Grant let me drive his R32 Skyline. Oh, that's an awesome car yeah if uh, if you're in the market for one of those they aren't i'm sorry r33 skyline they aren't cheap this one is probably one of the better ones in the country uh yeah let me let me know well uh, i'll put you guys in touch and as you have no doubt noticed savvy listener we are absent chris and chrissy because they are enjoying the hiking trails of the beautiful northeast before it gets miserably cold and you have noticed a new voice and that voice is Dwayne wick now he is a Porsche enthusiast here in Las Vegas and creator of Wix Garage, which is a YouTube channel about his seventy five nine eleven and now nine fourteen. Yes, sir.
2: Yes, indeed. Yeah.
1: Absolutely. Oh. So we will have links to all of that, and he is half of the host of the Dirt or Die podcast. So, Dwayne, what you working on?
2: Yes, indeed. Mental. Thank you for that uh, fabulous introduction, and and Jeff, pleased to meet you, sir. Uh, next time I'm in Jersey, I will definitely exit the right exit and hit you up, and we'll hang out. Um, I'm working on my 914. It's uh, it's a new project. I have a uh, a 911, which I kind of cut my teeth on. And we, I think, in, in this, we want to talk about the fact that anybody can wrench on their car, right, in any space. I want I want to start that from the outset because that's how I started. Well.
0: And we're gonna
1: get there. We're gonna okay.
2: go down we to the, uh, the. I won't to, jump the gun. Okay. Yeah. No. We, we, yeah, this we, is
0: just what have you touched lately?
2: What yeah. have I? T- okay. Today, window seals.
0: I mean, uh, th-
2: my fingers are bleeding. Like they hurt so bad <laughs> because I'm like, I'm pressing the 914 seal in and the on the outer door, and I'm like crying. <clears throat> and now I'm on landscape duty because yeah. Our uh, our buddy Eric.
1: Her buddy Eric Eric K is driving to work right now, and he suddenly just grabbed his thumbs and, and had like a flashback because yeah. he understands what you're talking about. <laughs>
0: yeah, so yeah. he is a uh, he's he's got one of them air cooled Beetles Porsches. I don't know which. So he's got yeah. he's got a nine fourteen. He's had since high school. He oh, drives cool. his Cayman S to work every day. It's absolutely disgusting how much this guy loves his Porsches. So he'll need to know exactly what nine fourteen you have.
2: Yeah, it is a 75 Laguna Blue. If you're on 914 World, check out the thread, uh, the build thread. And I have a 76 uh, Targa 2.7 flat six that I'm going to stuff in there. And uh, I'm going to convert to five lug wheels, uh, get rid of the, I have fake Fuchs. I actually thought it had the real Fuchs on it when I bought it. Unfortunately, like actually the first time I picked them up, I'm like, these feel heavier than they should be. And sure enough, I look on the back and it's American Wheel Company, ah. which was yeah total buzzkill because a heavy cast wheel versus a forged, you know, lightweight Fuchs. Um, so that made me say, hey, I'm going to do the five, five lug conversion because I have three sets of wheels for my uh, 75. So let's use one of those sets.
1: We need to talk about what you're going to do with those knockoff four lug Fuchs.
2: They're available. Yeah, brand new tires, <laughs> by
1: the way. We'll catch up, because we've talked. I've got mine from my, China. My,
2: that's my, right. My,
0: there I, we go. So you said Laguna Blue. I always say this mm-hmm. when we have a Porsche file on the uh, podcast. Uh, you know what that is right there?
2: Uh, is that, For those
0: of you not watching YouTube. I yeah, mean, yeah right? that's
2: a 914 uh, engine cover.
0: And what uh, color is it?
2: Oh, man. Uh,
0: and I don't know nah, either. Nah,
2: nah,
1: nah. <laughs> it's that, it's that Crayola. Green that crayola it electric great. yeah it's looking
0: yeah. great uh, jp's
1: jp's screaming at us right now of
0: course <laughs> and uh our, our good friend bradley brownell was like Jeff, are you're gonna talk about that 914 on your wall and it even <laughs> said the color and i was like dude i didn't even so that's why it's a- the a 70s horseback.
2: had the best skittles colors honestly there's so many great weird yes. colors like browns yes. and greens and blues. So orange, uh, oranges, orange. Oh. Yes. Love Thank the you. Oranges. I
1: have a, I have a friend who adamantly believes that the decline of society and good natured people getting along as we know, it is a direct result of the fact that cars have all become silver and gray and beige and boring <laughs> yes. as opposed to the seventies when even the brown cars were just pretty and you just, Dude. everything was Crayola colored around you. So you were just inspired to be polite.
0: Even beige would be something nice these days. It's white, black, silver. I totally silver, agree. White, black, silver.
2: So boring. You just drive around and like, it's just a sea of exactly that, white, black, and silver. Yep.
0: Well, anyway, uh, uh, we're going to move on to to our next segment, which is news and notes time. Go ahead. In
1: some That's bad it's <laughs> some bad news. Andy Ditterowski and the amazing team over at the Detroit Bus Company, they were robbed last week. Catalytic converted thieves did about ten thousand dollars worth of damage to their fleet and the and their bus depot wow. tools and stuff like that. If you don't remember, Andy didrowski is the guy that formed Detroit student racing team. So he went to inner city schools and found kids that had mechanical aptitude, but not the opportunity and put him on his lemons teams. And they are all amazing. They are Uh, urban high schoolers getting them in there and getting them exposed to problem solving and everyone in the midwest loves this team because those kids are just so great they partner with need agencies and they give rides to locals and they augment the school system so short version this is a great human being doing great things in his community and as a result of being robbed in typical andy fashion he doesn't want to hand out he's not asking for anything he said when you're in Detroit, come and take a tour, which you absolutely should do, but what you can do also right now is go and buy some hand sanitizer that they started making during the pandemic and buy a t-shirt. In fact, buy two, one for you and one for someone you care about. I have two and I just bought one for my wife. So they're in their, their cool shirts. All right. And everybody in lemons wears black t-shirts anyway. And I have been authorized to say this, anyone that arrives in an inspection or penalty box, The 24 hours, 11, specifically the one coming up here at High Plains Raceway, and you've got a Detroit bus sticker or a bus T-shirt on, you will get mercy.
0: Uh, Sure. That's great. We love Andy. Uh, I follow his TikTok. He has bought some sort of factory out there in Detroit and is going to try and, like, start a new car company or some. Bizarre. That's the Andy? Thing. Yeah, oh, that I Andy,
2: totally follow yeah. that guy. Yeah. That guy's awesome. Yeah, yeah. Oh. He's, he's a good <laughs> wow. friend of ours.
1: Small world. Very
0: well. Okay. And wow. it, it,
1: well, I just, he, and he's, he is just this wonderful, I love Detroit and I refuse to, to let it go and I'm going to make it the, I'm going to make it a better, I'm going to make Detroit and the world a better place. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Nice. Well, on to things that make a world a worse place. Elizabeth Blackenstock <laughs> at Jalopnik is pointing the folks to an NPR investigation into, get this, the dealerships. We know these places. They're just, damn dealership model needs to die. Uh, mm-hmm. But they focus on getting as much money out of you as possible. And the news is as bad or worse. If you think old people are their prime targets, minorities are. Are worse off, and women pay the most of all. The marketing term is price discrimination. And that's instead of charging everyone the same price, as we know, dealerships base their price on what they think you are willing or gullible enough to sign on. Uh, Greg Rosalski at NPR states, quote, it means that the seller milks as much money out of you as they can. Some quick advice to get your non-gearhead friends or family. Don't trade in your car when buying. In addition to being less profitable, signals a willingness to pay for convenience. Watch for all those hidden fees and overpriced add-ons like floor mats, alarm systems. (sighs) (laughs) Anti-rust (laughs) coating. Nitrogen filled <laughs> tires, <a> <laughs> market adjustment. Oh, it's terrible. Uh, but this is a terrible market, and we know that. And you can expect to pay sticker or above. The author states that even with the lawyer spouse and writing this story, he recently paid two thousand dollars over sticker. boy oui, caveat empor. If you don't know what that means, emptor. Uh I took Latin in high school and I think it means buyer beware.
2: <laughs> yes, it does.
1: All right. Now, finally, Victoria Scott over at the drive tells us that in Norway, a group of Tesla owners went on a hunger strike to protest their cars, terrible build quality and the lack of support. The goal of such a drastic action, they wanted to get the attention of Elon Musk and put pressure on Tesla of Norway. The problem is the owners couldn't actually stay hungry. 16 of the 20 protesters couldn't get through a day without a snack. And then the whole thing was just over in 24 hours. I mean, I can empathize, but I'm only trying to lose a few pounds. Link is in our show notes.
0: Um, Those are my
2: people, the Norwegians. Um, Yeah, we're hungry. I was going to say say (laughs) say, Tesla
0: drivers. (laughs) (laughs) Not not that I don't love electric cars. Uh, Elon's just a nut job. Uh, so anyway, so, uh, we, we all like to buy stuff and we're going to be talking a little bit later about optimizing your shop and where to focus when you're starting out and how to, you know, put wheels on stuff to make it mobile. And, uh, we're going to put up an extreme way to carry your tools around metal. Do you have that up?
1: I do. There, there, it, there it is.
0: On the racingjunk.com. How about a 42 inch pit box? On wheels to carry all of your stuff from your probably double stacker Detroit diesel pusher.
1: I don't know. This one's small enough to where if you just had like one trailer, you know, and it would hook up behind your, heck, it would hook up behind your lemons car because it's got big tires and real brakes.
0: But yeah, so this is, this is the extreme way that you can get out there and get your wrenching on. And uh, it's on racingjunk.com for a mere... $3,100 Three thousand one hundred dollars for a motor? Is it motorized? I think it is no. motorized. No, no it's, it's not. just no. a pull. And well,
1: and if you look at the, pri- I, I pulled that one up on purpose because uh, as my internet is now going to betray me, uh, I was looking just at mobile pit boxes, and they can range upwards of just for these pull along behinds. Uh, okay, this will be where I use fifteen thousand
2: plus absolutely <laughs> yeah, and yeah, they
1: are yeah. they are the size of They're that snap-on there. box that you're uh you're you know you're already paying on anyway if you can find them used though it's, oh, it's a neat little bargain I, and especially when you get to go in there and and everything on racing junk they sell them new they sell them used from old teams and the reason we say go to racing junk is it is free to browse and it is free to advertise so nice. there you go it, you know roger's history is there
2: I could add uh, wheels to my general tool toolbox and turn that into a uh, fit box like that if you want.
1: Absolutely. Uh, $1,000. Jeff Jeff loves himself some icon. In fact, Mm -hmm. when we were at uh, uh, SEMA here a couple of years ago, he actively sought them out and like stood in the toolbox and did all the stuff and testing out those icons.
0: Yeah, there's
2: some great fit boxes out there. The Ford Bronco company.
0: No. No, 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 no no, the, no, no, no. The Harbor Freight high quality tool.
1: What they're calling uh, the Harbor Freight. Uh, oh, tool. really? Oh, okay. yeah. Snap the Harbor killer. Freight tool
0: truck, and
1: they are they are every bit of that level of quality, and they're about <laughs> half the price. So, still work, totally still sp-
0: richer than my blood. I have like I one of them. <laughs> uh,
1: hashtag We're- they should totally sponsor us. Absolutely. We really, you really should. We are your market.
0: We're gonna get to that in just a few minutes. When we get to our main topic. Let's talk about some upcoming races. What have we got? Just this weekend, Champ Car is
1: at Thompson for the Thompson. That's what they're calling it. Uh, They get sponsored for this one. 44 cars, 11 BMWs. Boring. Uh, Boring. 25%
0: 25 BMWs. Right.
1: 17 Miatas.
0: Oh, that's like 65% boring. Exactly.
1: Two Hondas, four Porsches, and some fools in a 93 Mitsubishi Eclipse.
0: 93 that's second gen that's the same year I owned nice <laughs> that's awesome uh yeah let's get to some listener feed back time i feel like we're running through this we're like Everybody said when mental and Jeff are on, we're not going to have any throttles and they're going to talk too much
1: showing over yet. Jeff, we, let's, let's, let's not uh, listen feedback.
0: Uh, <laughs> last week we had the uh, finding. We had the uh, solving mysteries at the track episode and Michael K gave us some great tips. He said, if you have a traditional dizzy distributor and a common failure on a lot of the Bosch distributors, which is all of your older Euro stuff and all the Chrysler stuff. Inside the cap is the rotor button that fails. So after getting no spark at a plug or a wire, you test the coil wire the same way you would do in the plug. And you find that basically the coil wire works. The the wire itself works, but the distributor isn't distributing it on. So uh, check that rotor button in the middle of your dizzy there.
1: All right. Hmm. And if you have a common known failure item like the MAF or MAP ignition module, even as far back as the 90s, you cannot trust a new part to actually work for the purpose of troubleshooting swaptronics, i.e like chris was saying pull pull each wire until the engine doesn't change its tune that's swapping stuff out but uh your old math sensors, when your car is actually running well during a pre-race test and tune you install those new or unknown conditions you pulled out of the junkyard parts and you run the car until it gets good and warm now you have to test all the known good ones so if you went and pulled a stack of these unobtainium nation coils or a math something like that from the junkyard you've got to get them hot to see if they're going to be good or not and then make sure you mark them known or bad or well don't mark them bad throw them away
0: yeah this actually <laughs> happened with the 3.8 liter swapped rx7 at the last race where they had put in a brand new motor and they were convinced the motor is good. And then it won't fire and it won't run and it won't fire and it won't run. And they said, well, we just put on that new, uh, that new alternator. That must be it. They swapped alternator. They swapped on the old one. They saw Turns out their engine was blown. They had a a broken, like uh, uh, I think it was a valve, right? I don't remember. It It was a canuder valve. Yeah, exactly. No, no, Ed valve.
1: Yeah, Knutson valve. Knutson
0: valve, yeah. Buick, uh, Chevy 3800 dropped three valves in the same, whatever. All right. Uh, But anyway, they were doing the same thing. You're
1: answering the mail on this because this wasn't us. This was Eric. And I I adamantly disagree because not only is that a great race, and that's a great race car that they're showing down there in Houston, our friend Tim Bagnall is considering buying one of these for a lemons car as well.
0: Yeah, so we, of course, last week we did the AMCs and which AMCs are cool, and Patrick Hmm. Llewellyn, who is a known AMC racer, chimed in to refute our selection that a late 70s AMX was cool. No, we said it wasn't.
2: Oh, I Uh, love the AMX.
0: Yeah. Well, he runs a Gremlin patrick does so and i don't an amx could, and an amx yeah uh, the spirit AMX, actually, not the original drive, AMX. they drive
1: that gremlin to the track sometimes
0: yeah so if clearly they are they're uh drinking their own kool-aid down there in texas right i think patrick's from yeah. texas so no, i'm yeah. yeah oh okay so i'm pulling up the picture right now so we can make fun of his amx uh is it is it orange is it trying yeah, to be the, uh, mm-hmm. the, the, uh, the no that was the factory color remember we were just talking about well, no, i just didn't know if it was if this was supposed 70s to be cars some sort were of
1: happier in general fact, league... if you look in the distance that's their gremlin
0: oh let me see here oh right yeah in picture. front of it i see oh it. look yeah. at that yeah there's that's the red, red white and blue the,
1: the <laughs> one and two right where you ran from the pits
0: yeah, I didn't know oh. if this was some sort of general lee No. No, no, that is a Factory the, AMX paint scheme. Oh, ah, cuz the the, the And we you know, you know,
1: Jeff, you're always trying to tell me to not genderize things. We're talking and you're 100% right when you say that. You need to stop general lee-izing everything
0: that's orange. Well, you know, it was sometimes the oranges, font. Sometimes orange is just a great color. It was the font on the 402 here that was giving nope, me general nope. vibes. Dude. It
2: does look a little, I'll give it to you.
0: Uh, yeah, yeah, Little. And, little. Maybe, and there
2: is there's a Confederate flag on the roof too. So I mean, I don't know what that means. <laughs> there's
0: there is a, there's an AMC <laughs>
1: flag on the roof. I've seen that car.
0: <laughs> I've never raced it with these guys, but I'm sure mental you have. So Oh, they're
1: fantastic. You'd yeah. love them.
0: He said, hashtag triggered disgrace to the AMX name. Thank you, Patrick, for chiming in. But we know you're lying. Are the
2: are the doors welded shut? That's all I want to know.
1: Not allowed in most cases in lemons, unless you cut a big hole to get out. They uh, they want they want you to be able to get out of the car. All right. Now, finally, on the Facebook, Eric K asked what we, the three pedal mafia, not me, because I was in Georgia when the actually no, I was in the Middle East. Uh, sure. When we fixed on the ombre to get it to, finger quote, run well, before we sold it to Garage Heroes. And the answer is really, we well, we sold them a broken, okay, it was a fuel measuring air flow ratio issue. So we sold them a broken running without the math plugged in and, and adding a fuel cell. It's fine, it it's fine. Citroen better.
0: It's totally fine, totally fine. It's Don't it's worry totally about it. fine. It's totally fine, totally fine. Uh, so mental, uh, I want to bring up that we recently had a great run in the lemons wrap up video. I don't know if you've seen it yet or not. Um, I, I know you've seen it cause we talked about it before the podcast. So, uh, Dwayne, they do a wrap up video for every single race and hmm. they, 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 we were on it a lot, but I gotta take Very a cool. little, I gotta take a little dig out of the lemons staff because they gave Chrissy's mom a shout out on the video because of the garage sure. heroes, Chrissy's mom's cookies. But I don't, they thought Chrissy's mom was driving the car. I don't think they knew that it was Jen, Chrissy, whatever.
1: But here's the thing, you know who could drive a lemons race car to success and never even go to the track? Just send out those vibes.
0: There you go. Chrissy's, Chrissy's mom. mom. Hi to Chrissy's mom. I wonder if she's listening. Cause Chrissy's not here. Or oh, they just skipped this episode. Yeah, who's so she?
1: She probably started mm-hmm. listening and long ago it's said true. no, no.
0: Uh, we also should mention that they didn't mention that Chrissy ran the barbecue, so we'll say hi to Chrissy. And they didn't mention that Eric Chrysler was the leader of the band, so shout but out. But they to, did
1: show Eric, K they did Flair,
0: show so. the band, so yeah, there it is. I guess Chrissy gets skipped. Uh, put that on your bingo card, <laughs> she's not even here, and Lemon skipped her.
1: Oh. <laughs> oh, oh that's boy. a good one you're in trouble for that but it's funny so
2: i'm angry is, on her behalf since i'm kind yeah. of filling in for her
1: there you, know. you go hey, you don't know, <laughs> want people that's he is chris and chrissy that's why he's seven feet tall sure. he's filling in for her too um i ate her <laughs> <laughs> Actually, in a fair fight or even an unfair fight, we're all losing to Chrissy. Seriously, that'd be a gluten-free meal, though. Uh, Yeah, yes, true. Yeah, then you would be gluten-free. All right, we're getting way way off topic. Stupid, stupid rabbit hole here.
0: Me topic time. Go ahead.
1: Excellent. Jeff and I both started out our wrenching career, and and Jeff even had a background, but we started out with no place to work on our car. I remember uh, now I was early on in the military, had access to auto hobby shops, but I also did a lot of stuff in parking lots. And the same thing when I had apartments. I didn't have a garage in anything that I'd actually bought until 2003. Everything else I had on street parking or a driveway or something. I and I've never had a never had a place to store tools or things like that. And then even the first garage I had was, you know, taken up by stuff I needed to work on cars and it was just arranged badly. So what we're going to be talking about is if you're just getting into this hobby, you've got limits and you've got storage limits and you've got tool limits. And not only do you have limits on purchasing those tools, but also Things to keep them in because you're going to get tired of having them all in a cardboard box and having to shuffle through them. So what we're going to talk about is where do you prioritize your early purchases as you're starting out? Because all three of us, including Dwayne, we were amateur mechanics. We don't get paid to spend wrenches. Never have we actually do it. You know, out of I think an enjoyment or addiction. I I I don't know on that one. So Mm -hmm. that's (laughs) that's what we're going through. So to that end. Uh, early on where we're talking about what you're working on, you were going to say something about uh, getting into this, uh, how you are excited for this topic.
2: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think the, the beginning is parking lots. You're right. Like high school, you can't do it in your, in your family's driveway or in their garage. Um, because you'll, you'll face the wrath of your parents. Right. So what do you do? You head over to a friend's house. You head over to a uh, huge, empty, whatever, Walmart parking lot. Oh, yeah. And you you do your basic wrenching, uh, you know, with your, you know, $20 uh, set of screwdrivers and whatever else you got to try to fix whatever it is um, that you need to fix. Now, my first foray into, I guess, like working on the car was actually speaker equipment. If you're like me and you grew up, uh, you know, high school in the 90s, you had the obscene subwoofer, your home, home built uh, box that you had in whatever backseat. My, my buddy had a, uh, a rabbit and I we see. built, <laughs> yeah, we built the, uh, what we dubbed the SMB, which stands for the shitmo box, because our woodworking skills were so terrible that I think that if he were to hit the brakes too hard, the box would collapse upon itself, it had like no structural integrity. It was kind of built around a really cheap 15 inch subwoofer that we picked up from Audio Express in Phoenix. So for me, it started out as um, audio equipment, and then, you know, you, you start to wire up better stereo systems.
0: And then your friend wants one and you have to put one in his car and then it it starts to balloon, right?
2: It's whoever's best at wiring gets to be like the installer for like everybody in your high school. So it's like, oh, I I heard you actually, you know, are pretty decent at, you know, hooking up this uh, Rockford Fosgate amplifier that I just got. And that kind of job is... uh, it's difficult. Usually you're on your back underneath like the the fuse panel in the in the well uh, in the footwell. lotus position. <laughs> Cuz you know, if you tip. own
0: a Lotus, you might as well just get there, right?
2: <laughs> I w- I would love to own an Esprit Turbo. That's always been a dream car of mine, by the way. Um but yeah, I mean it's it's wiring. It starts out as wiring. It starts out as uh your basic bolt-on, you know, Friendly local auto auto parts store, like we said, yep. mental.
0: The flaps,
2: and the flaps. You're buying like uh, cool chrome lug nuts. You're buying stickers. Sorry, but uh, these are the these are the things that you start out with in the parking lot in high school.
1: Yeah, yeah, absolutely.
0: Yeah, I I luckily grew up with a my my mother's father, so my grandfather uh, was a diesel mechanic, so wrenching nice. in the you know next to the curb not in the driveway cuz you know couldn't get any grease in the driveway but wrenching in front of the house was allowed but storing my things in the garage not allowed mm-hmm. so of course i was you know carrying them down the stairs from my bedroom or up the stairs from the from the basement to take them out to the car to wrench and i i i and then you know first apartment you know Set of stairs away from the parking lot. So, yeah. you know, the amount of time she had to carry that box up and down the stairs was uh, debilitating.
2: My first toolbox was just a, a red, you know, handheld toolbox with the plastic tray that came with the. Yes. Oh, yeah. You know, that's right.
1: That's, oh, yeah. Like Jeff's talking about carrying a big toolbox. I had one that mm-hmm. just didn't come out of the car.
0: Yeah. I had one of them too. Cause why don't take it out if you're going to have to wrench oh, yeah. on the car?
1: That, that was the entirety of my tool set. And it wasn't yeah. even like a good craftsman, you know, mechanics tool set. It was like Kmart yeah. tools.
0: Yeah. I did A-mart. I did start my what's world K-mart? with a craftsman <laughs> mechanic set, but um, it lived in the back of my 73 International Scout. So it got used a lot.
2: You know what's interesting about like today's, say, say you're 16 and, and you're in the car hobby. You can buy a huge set for relatively you know like all your metric sockets a a bunch you know standard sockets everything for a couple hundred bucks that kind of stuff really wasn't available back in our day like we had we had the high-end tools we had hand-me-down tools and then we had like retail like like you said like uh sears and uh whatever walmart i guess sorry yeah, 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 well yeah. but
1: but sears actually started the reputation of having good stuff and then you had uh, yeah. husky with lowe's husky
2: uh, yes yeah or and the home depot isn't husky home depot
0: who could tell they've yeah. changed yeah. Change yeah. so many That's, times That that
1: is true but you're right i mean i remember everything was either craftsman or it was chinese junk and then the other thing is you could you know, having tools delivered, having things you need, you know, your choices of where to get tools was painfully limited, and especially when when I was wrenching, if you needed metric, you had to like shop around because yeah, there, that was hard to get. We we have freedom sizes here, <laughs> and uh, yeah, and, and just and then forget any sort of a specialty tool, you were gonna have to go to the dealer and order that, and it was gonna hurt, and it was usually this- dealer
2: saving grace to metric was like the Chevy S tip because that came out. It was like all metric. <laughs>
0: so
2: Like everybody all of a sudden needed metric tools for like all the GM stuff. And, you know, now you started to see metric across the board at,
1: yeah, at that's, your flaps. Yes, because back in then you wouldn't get shame needing a metric tool for your Chevy. You got shame needing a metric tool for your Japanese car mm. or, you know, European.
0: Why? Your Nissan, your '84 Nissan Sentra, so uh, actually the first car I, I wrenched on it was my brother's. So anyway, yeah, I mean,
1: wait a minute, wait a minute. I I I have known you now for twelve years, and this is the th- first time you're telling me, growing up as the son of a mechanic, the first car you wrenched on was your brother's Sentra because gra- that is the most Jeff and Jim thing ever.
0: Yeah, grand grandson of a diesel mechanic. My father could not wrench on a single thing, but, but yeah, he racer. got. Well, he's a rallyist. He, he got a hand-me-down from my parents, 84 Nissan Sentra. That was brown, going going back to when their colors were decent. And he blew it up while he was at college. I drove it once, and the transmission fell out of it. So
1: <laughs> this is – if you know the relationship, Jim uh, – Wonderful human being, but Jeff fixes all of his cars, and he calls Jeff. Hey, I need new tires. Hey, Jeff, you know, I, I need new things, and he's on our race team. He's
0: mm. he is incredibly
1: intelligent. He uh, I, builds
0: robots. But and but going back to Dwayne says Jeff he wires he wires things. He well. That's where it all starts. Yeah, <laughs> yep. I want I want to
2: touch on what you just said, Jeff, which was uh, wait, what did you just say? The wires threw me off. Oh, uh, uh,
0: wrenching wrenching Central, on his first car. Richard. Hand me the down car the hand-me-down oh,
1: car for no. the brother, the hand-me-down <laughs> tools.
2: Yeah, I lost just, it. It's gone. Or it's just right. learning to. If you
1: had a sibling, you learned to wrench on their car. Mm-hmm. I think. Yeah,
2: that's perfect.
0: Yeah. Hey, so let let's talk about someone out there who might be space limited. I think we've uh, we've covered some some tool tips, and yeah, we can do some start? more of that. But yeah, let let's talk about uh, who for a very long time. Metzl and myself both. It was well into our wrenching careers before we had a driveway of our own or a garage i currently do not have a garage where i can put a vehicle and when i lived on the mountain up in north jersey i had like the south 40 you know like the woods where i could put stuff and i had a dirt driveway and i gotta tell you in the northeast up here the mud and the rust when you store things on dirt is like a it's hell over. of a problem. So I, I didn't know. Uh, now I live down in suburban South Jersey outside of Philly. And, you know, I, I moved from like a bigger two car to like a tiny little one car. And I can't even fit my tools in it. Um, so I began renting. And I know mental rents at the moment for his RV and stuff. But I rented a 40-foot space in an RV storage lot. Mm. And I, I got to tell you, like, did the math. And it was, it made better economic sense to put down a gravel driveway than it did to continue to store things offsite. So in about 18 months, it was, you know, less, it was about a hundred dollars a month that I was paying to store. It was better to build, uh, you know, a, a gravel driveway in New Jersey than it was to continue renting space. And your um,
1: neighbors might have a difference of opinion.
0: Well, luckily, <laughs> I I moved a fence, so the gravel driveway is half behind the fence and half in front of the fence so that I can keep my projects away from the neighbors and the inspectors. Like right now the crashed race car is behind the fence and the enclosed trailer is in front of the fence. The blown up years, race car is The blown up race car is inside the trailer.
1: And the Studebaker is? I don't interna- have the, interna- sorry, the, international. the international's
0: in the driveway. <laughs> um,
2: <sighs> you know what my dad used to call internationals? Yeah. Intercorsinals.
0: It's right. He's right. <laughs> so- and if
2: you've owned one, you know why. <laughs> exactly.
0: <laughs> um, so anyway, that's Jersey. I wanted to hear what you guys are doing out there in the desert for storage, outdoor storage, indoor storage. Where can you put a, a, a car you need to hide? Well, and before we family. get there, uh,
1: what was your first wrenching environment, Dwayne, that you like you like yours that you had, like your first mm-hmm. apartment? Or you, did you just go straight into the house? Or
2: It's a tough one. Um, my dad was very particular about his garage and he didn't want kids in there. Goofing around, and what's weird is like I I wasn't interested in in being uh being a gearhead until later in life, and I think I learned a lot of it Hmm. kind of externally or like through osmosis a little bit, not like not through direct teaching, although there was some direct teaching. But um, as a result of that, I wasn't really allowed to wrench in his garage, and he had Snap On tools. He had. Hot that's rods. why, that's why you aren't yeah. allowed to wrench his garage. He would, <laughs> yeah. he would
1: forever, never have a 10 millimeter. Yeah.
2: I mean, I, I exaggerate a little, like he, uh, you know, he had his tools and like, if you had, if you put the, the 12 millimeter in backwards, he knew that you were in his, his uh, toolbox and you know, he wasn't, he wasn't going to go crazy on you, but he was just like, what were you or doing? And, tools? Yeah. <laughs> Long story short, I think my first my first true space to wrench was well into my 30s. So, mm-hmm. in my 20s, I, I jumped around to different colleges, and it was parking lots. And I had actually had a Chevy S10 extended cab with a Corvette motor in it that I nice. drove to, to East Texas, um, and I did some basic, you know, oil changes and maintenance and stuff in a lot in. In the Texas humidity. Um, I had my basic well, tool there. East,
1: East Texas. Yeah. East yeah, Texas. God, yeah. Just... It was
2: rough. <laughs> so, but I mean, outside. I think, you know, when, when my wife and I bought our first home, it had a detached garage and I was loving it. Um, I had a, a 37 Plymouth that I was going to hot rod. I was going to do all this stuff too. And I just didn't have the money at the time. So my toolkit stayed basic really until I I think I was in my late thirties. Like I had a very basic toolkit and then the passion really started to creep in. I upgraded to a Harbor Freight $300, you know, roller uh, tool chest. And
0: that's what I pull my tools in right now.
2: (laughs) Yeah. You know, like the thing is, I, I feel like if you're, if you're just starting out, It's not about, it's not necessarily about the tools. It's more about getting the experience. So whatever you can do to get in there, pull the engine and then upgrade as you go. It's like, I I have this philosophy with the cars. Some of the cars I build, get it running. And then that inspires you to keep going and to make small upgrades. If it's a full on project, it's way harder to to keep motivation up in the project. Same goes with your toolkit. Like start out small. You don't need to buy all the crazy stuff. Um, and then you're like, one day you're like, I need a decent
0: spring uh, compressor.
2: Yeah, whatever it is. Like that's or like a pickle always fork.
0: Yeah. Oh like yeah. I, I never Absolutely. bought a pickle
2: fork until like a year ago. I was like, you know what? I finally need a pickle fork. I can afford it now. So
0: <laughs> the pickle fork oh, it, it is, is cheap. It is. It's, the, it's the it is it's the yeah. it's the the tie rod popper. That on Harbor Freight, that's an amazing tool. I tell everybody. To uh, so, yeah, I say, yeah, had,
1: I've had a pickle fork just because I, I had to buy it to do one specific job and it's a terrible pickle fork. And I think it has it probably cost me $500 in ball joint because um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. it destroys the boots. Mm-hmm. But uh, Jeff talked about this. And then having the tool that does the job and then having the tool that makes that job easier, that's something you can yeah. look into. I that's started out- yeah, is
2: the is making it easier,
1: right? I, I started out. It's similar situation. My dad sold cars, so he hated them, and unless it was on fire, we just weren't gonna wrench. He, he was gonna just give it to me. I'll drive it to the shop, and Sell I'll have and the, the boys. Gone. No, I'll have the boys fix it. Oh, okay. You know, he, he worked at a car dealership, so I, I didn't do his stuff. And I remember coming. He came home one time, and the hood was up on my Mustang, and he's like, "What's the matter with it?" And you know, nothing. I was just he, no then then close the hood. Why is it up? So also not encouraged to be a gearhead and I think I was driven to be a incompetent wrench by financials cuz I always wanted cars that I couldn't afford so I would buy the most unman- unmaintained versions of them mm-hmm. with predictable results so you're just trying to learn how to wrench I in while you're in that world, what's interesting is how quickly those habits just take permanent hold because they're your first habits. And I always default to the cheapest item. And when I, I remember, what I, we'd been married about a year, and wife and I were at the mall looking for something. And we were walking through Sears, and she's like, dude, why do you not have a good tool set? Because you do this stuff all the time." Like, ah, I got. It. She's like, "No, no, stop that!" And we walked over and started looking at the not the stupid ones but you know the 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 nice 150 250 350 mechanic sets and you know i had to force myself to use them and it's so much better when you have a nicer duel.
2: and was I- it like the uh, the dolly zoom and jaws when like that moment you're like, I, I got, I got good tools. Yeah. Boom.
1: It, I I did have that moment uh, when we moved back to Georgia and I was actually having to build a workbench to store all the tools. And I'm like, God, I got a lot of, I have so many tools. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, to a degree that I probably got a bunch that I just didn't know how to use, but it was one of those. Oh, I have money. I'm buying nice, Tools now, And then the space thing, I started out in an apartment where you could get away with a little bit, but too much. And they, you know, start citing you on their rent. And then I remember, you know, just, uh, you kind of knew which parking lot you could go to, but even, even that was miserable because you're just laying in hot, unmaintained pavement and it's rocky. And even if you were cool enough to have a uh, creeper, it wasn't going to work. So you're, you know, going through that creeper um, over how, how many
2: never of, works and, <laughs> and how I, many of I, us had the creeper that had the butt like broken out of it like the hand you know, creeper did anyone else have that where it was just like no like, uh, i had the i had yes. the
0: wheel missing so you had to lean on one okay. side like if you lean I, the, the clunk, clunk
1: so uh for every year my wife always gets me some really nice tool that i she's a brilliant gift giver and it's something i casually hmm. mentioned and she got me the creeper stool set match. You can put the tools down there. Cause she was tired of seeing me, you know, do the flopping fish under a car and the, uh, Wait a minute
2: mental. Let me get Instagram listening. So <laughs> I, wanna, I want the ads to be served on that. Cause that sounds really cool.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, I was using it, you know, in an improper way as I'm inclined to do. And the, uh, bench broke on that. And I could not stand the thought of like sitting on the broken Wheelie really stool. So I immediately it took me three days. I took it apart, found another correct piece of wood, sanded it down, got it under there, and put it all back together, restapling the the seat foam and everything. So I wouldn't have that broken. I still have that stool. It's like fourteen years That's old. It's awesome.
2: I I gotta tell you real quick. The we were at uh, uh, nine hundred series today, which is the Porsche uh, shop here in Vegas that uh, Tony owns, uh, and we. We're looking at nine fourteen bumpers. Someone had taken a yardstick and integrated it into the rubber portion of the of an old school like nine fourteen front bumper. It just made me think of that, like what people use to <laughs> fix things with. I'm oh, sure you that used is, a real a good piece I, of wood, but this guy used a is, yardstick to fix a bumper.
1: That is perfect because you're just trying. Like, How long? Ah, oh, crap! Wrench, wrench.
2: We know it was yeah. straight and flat at least, so I mean, the idea <laughs> behind it was good.
0: <laughs> so, so I mentioned my grandfather was a, a diesel mechanic. He owned every piece of material that had ever been cut off anything and found ways (laughs) to repurpose it like he could like go to he had you know a little he was a a pioneer they call that that, upcycling now no this is a this is child of the depression i mean obviously he was older than that but he could like reach into like between the rafters of his garage and pull out that one piece of you know quarter round wood or box channel Mm -hmm. or L bracket that he used for something else three years ago and he knew where it was and he could weld anything but the crack of dawn. And you know, it was, it was everything. Now I, and we talked about the, you know, that your dad's snap on tools. I have my grandfather's tools, Mm -hmm. but when I, when I reach for the tool that is most comfortable to me, it's still that, that that socket set that I got in high school. It's mm-hmm. still that metric Craftsman 6 point deep set that I bought in college. Like there are so many of the the you know when you get comfortable with a set and it's exactly what mental said about like it 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 morphs, it evolves. Yeah. Like You know it, what you
2: can do with that with that and, and, and you like, know
0: where your stuff is and what it is and where to find hmm. it and where to grab it you know i mentioned the the spring compressor right we all have you know little coil over spring you know probably McPherson strutted cars that we gotta change a strut on man a, 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 the difference between a crappy spring compressor and a, <laughs> i don't even want to say expensive But like the right spring compressor.
1: Yeah. Otherwise, you get those. Basically, it's just a screw channels with a couple of clamps on them, and you see the channels start to bend a little bit. And you still like store it outside because it is going to snap at any moment.
2: That's a whole subgenre of TikTok videos. It's just springs like killing people (laughs) from like homemade like spring compressors.
0: Uh, Dwayne, we'll have to trade TikTok names later so we can follow each other. There you
1: go. Well, all of our TikToks are Jeff's. Um. So real, before we move on, because we have talked about tools and we've talked about space, are there any tips that you would offer uh, younger folks out there about how or when to upgrade? Like Dwayne, you talked about you got the space before you really got into it. And, you know, Jeff, I imagine a lot of your wrenching was out of necessity, but how did you, how did you learn to start asking around renting garages? Where can you find that kind of stuff? Or, and, and then also I think there's a whole new world out there available for people that want to upgrade tools with all of your different local marketing things in our day. Well, in my day, you had to read the thrifty nickel and just <laughs> happen to be looking for what You're they were. So then you had to, yeah. you had to call them and then they had to be home or you had to leave a message and it took you three days to make a connection. And then they had to give you directions <laughs> to get to their place and, you know, just like Facebook, hey, that is not what you talked about. But you, you can certainly find the market for pre-owned items, especially specialty items, a lot simpler mm-hmm. now. Are there tips that you guys use for that?
0: So, uh, I, there is an entire genre on YouTube about who makes what tools. And mm. I think you're paying a lot of times for a name when you could like follow the tool bear. There's all these other people. Who oh can, yeah, yeah, where really,
2: you can buy high end uh, tools at Harbor Freight that are made in the same company that are made in the as same company, Milwaukee or, or yeah,
0: exactly or an Amazon mm-hmm. you know brand you've never heard of, but it is the exact same line as that Matco or that other quality tool. So do the research and don't buy. Don't don't shop shop by price, but not by name, because unless you're unless you're getting it from the even getting it from the tool truck, you can't be it can't be guaranteed that it's an American-made different product than you can get elsewhere.
2: Mm-hmm. I disagree with that because depending on your budget. Oh yeah, if you're comfortable in life financially, you buy the Matco, you buy the Snap On, because. It's a you're overpaying number one, but number two, <laughs> you are guaranteeing less hassle. So, on some of those tools that are built in the same factory, they do use some cheaper components, like the trigger mechanism is not the same trigger mechanism, or the battery isn't the same battery, whatever it is. So, I do think that if you're if if you have the means, oh, you do go brand name all the way because. It's, it's not always, it's not foolproof, but it is almost a guarantee well, that I, it's, going you know, I would yeah. say
1: that buying the buying the higher end thing is both the thing that you guys got to do that I didn't, where it's your bonding with that tool set. Uh, yeah. Just because for so long, my tools were all just so secondhand, but. I am now getting to the point where I just have this one toolbox where even if I have a, you know, the newer, better socket over there, I'm just by default. So if it is a quality item that lasts you long enough to make that bond. Yeah.
0: I'm going to plus one on one of the things that Dwayne said, even though he tried to disagree with me. If it has a battery, you buy the name brand.
1: So
2: it's every,
1: every,
0: you know what I mean? Like I, Uh, there is, but you know, if you can't afford Milwaukee and, 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 and Bauer, you know the Ryobi is a decent brand that you're going to be mm-hmm. able to get parts for, and you're going to be able to get those new batteries for. Yeah. Uh, Harbor Freight, <clears throat> don't don't do that. Huh. For your bad- don't do that for your battery items. Yeah.
2: Jeff, I um, remembered what what I was going to say back in the in the what was it? Altima, Nissan Sentra,
0: Sentra, Sentra. Yeah. <laughs>
2: Flashback. Um, I don't know why, but it, it, you, you think you can tell how well off someone is by their car no you can tell how well off they are by their garage okay like Mm, the rich guy garage is on a different level completely it's you know it's fully air conditioned it's it's got yes (laughs) it's got beautiful lighting um it's thousands of really cool
1: floors the, it has the, really the cool concrete, floors. It has the, the 220. Phil, the Bill Fisher Polished, floors. Yeah. It's got all oh, 220. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's, it's got a big jackass fan.
2: So yeah, it's it's not about uh the tool set. I mean, they have the tools too, but really that's what uh that's how you know right away because they're garage.
0: I was going to say if it's organized, I don't know, it's a little sus. If, if it's pretty. Have, <laughs> if you don't if you don't if you, if you don't if you don't if it doesn't look like it's kind of dirty and kind—I don't mean dirty like the mud is still on the floor, but like, you know, even Chris and Chrissy who are very signs and clean signs of everything,
1: use. signs of use.
0: You can see that that you know bench has been well used and well loved.
2: Right. Yeah. What's interesting is you don't need like obviously you don't need a nice shop to to put out stellar work. There's a gentleman within the Porsche community. Shout out to Jamie Tweet. He, he builds stuff in a garage that, you know, there's like a dirt floor. There's no insulation. He's somewhere in Jersey, I think. He freezes mm-hmm. his butt off in the winter. The Porsches, he turns out, are beautiful. I mean, they're they're bar none some of the best home-built Porsches on the market. That's so amazing. You don't need – I'll we'll have, uh, we'll have
1: a link to that. I got to find it.
2: And, and this, this is a mindset, too, that I want to touch on just briefly is like, Oh, I need a a snap on uh, whatever it is. I need this tool in order to to do this job.
1: I'll get to the track or, as soon as I have these new shocks. I'll get to the track exactly. as soon as I have these new. And tires. that's that's what I love about lemons
2: is is like that mentality of you guys. What you guys do out there on the track is is so admirable because it does really reinforce that mindset of like anybody can get out there, anybody can race. You don't need. You know, huge budget to do, to have fun.
0: Yeah. Well, and you. But what you do need is a crew. It helps though. It helps a a lot. Buddies (laughs) and you know. Yeah.
2: No.
1: Team after team after team has shown up, knowing nothing about cars, but they just have you know the the buddies, and they're they're there to experience it and have fun. you Can I say
0: that you're hitting on something, Dwayne? That we actually talk about a lot, and it's managing your expectations. If you don't have the shop and the lift and the tools and the blah and the friends and the time and the everything else you know what you can still do these things you just have to start on a smaller scale and maybe not ls swap that 300z that you're going to build your own cage into you know what I mean but start with the that's, Nissan Sentra that start with the 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 basic commuter car that's why it's so important leaves. to
2: keep it running yeah, the entire time yes. because that keeps you focused on attainable goals within that car project. Yeah, uh, and then once you've mastered swapping out the wheels, putting on different tires, maybe suspension, then you're ready to move on. Maybe a different intake, you know, and it es- escalates to the LS swap or whatever it is. Yeah, yeah.
0: Make Good. it run. Make it pass tech, mm-hmm. brakes, tires, and run it. Don't yeah. wait for that new coilover system or the, oh, but if we get the alignment or if we well, have 25 even, track even days or. Pulling it, pulling
1: it away from just, you know, the enthusiast who can't even get into performance because like I would have never been able to go auto crossing. I just liked having a fun, quick car. So, you know, take away the, take the, the thing you say, you know, get it running, make it past, you know, tech or whatever your local safety standard is and then just drive it. So, oh, I would love to have this project car, but I can't afford to take everything down to a bare metal restoration. Eh, right. You know, go, go, go buy an iffy one and make it less iffy. Rolling yeah. restoration, as they call it. Or Can I make a
2: recommendation for your first project car? Ooh, <laughs> love it. A Beetle, because they're cheap to fix. They've got cheap parts. Uh, they're cool. Um, they've got manual transmissions, roll-up windows. They're basic. They're basic AF, right? And there's millions of them. And they've got a fantastic
0: community.
1: There's the millions of them. Where priced we priced in Beetle
0: uh, in New there's Jersey. Not a, <clears throat>
1: there's not a whole lot, but he's percent right because I'm actually I always still tease myself with the electric Beetle commuter car idea. Oh. At at any given time, there are eight of them on Facebook Marketplace here for five thousand or less. That run and have titles.
2: Yeah, electric, fully EV conversion.
1: Yes, uh, the the wow. company out of uh, San Diego makes them, and when I have time, <laughs> that's it's on my project list that I am actually working my way towards. I want uh, as an EV commuter car some sort of air cooled Volkswagen derivative, ho- home built EV, nine twenty
0: four EV in your future.
2: Yeah, that would that'd uh, be cool. That would be holy. We just built we a 924. We that down, Jeff. Mm, Safari, yeah. 924, a Safari
0: 924
2: EV would, oh, yeah. would be even better.
0: Oh, sign me Go up for, for that.
2: that. Go over hey, speedboats. Yes. So, yes.
0: so this, this this is great, and we and I love I love the things we're talking on. Um, let's do some maybe safety tips for when you're on a budget or when you're starting out. Um, well, uh,
1: are, is this is this leading to the next section, or did this just pop into your head?
0: I don't. I'm just spitballing things off the list. Fair enough.
1: Because what we do want to go to, and we've all touched on it, is if you're a young person listening to this, look, you're just, you know, unless your parents are very tolerant and blessed enough to let you have space, you're going to wrench outdoors.
0: Yes. Great idea. Go ahead. Do that.
1: (laughs) So, uh, and honestly, it's it's almost a rite of passage. And either you're going to do it intentionally or you're going to do it on the side of the road unintentionally. Most likely, if you're listening to all of this, both. And we're sorry. But we've all learned some tips, even using our garage, that Jeff's going to touch on. And then we'll talk about some comfort things. One, uh, old carpet uh, samples, like those big squares or thrown out, anything that is thrown out, like rubber matting and stuff, rolls up kind of small and makes any time laying on dirt or rocks or gravel a little bit more comfortable. Mm
0: -hmm. Oh, here's my tip on that. A piece of cardboard does not go into the recycle bin unless i assess is that big enough for my fat ass to lay on it
2: i was going to say cardboard i'm glad yeah. you said that yeah so
0: um i i love how mental's like if you're young you're going to wrench outside i am half a century old and i do not have a a place to wrench <laughs> under a roof um and hey i'm, well, I'm going to give harbor freight another call out you got to have some kind of cover. I have a Harbor mm. Freight 10 by 20 tent. That's like little pipes that you put and, together. And this is like the New Jersey guy. Cause I absolutely
1: guarantee you. I know I was going to say it. Dwayne was probably going to say, Oh, and totally buy one of those expandable uh, shades. Oh, put over the, the engine.
0: Absolutely. <laughs> like you need to be under some cover and, and they're I, like
1: 30 bucks used on Facebook marketplace and you can tape them when they break.
0: I, I paid a hundred bucks brand new for this 10 by 20 tent And I put it up in my driveway and that tells my, you know, my neighborhood, Jeff is wrenching for the weekend. This is not an abandoned car. This will be on its wheels by Sunday. And flash. There's not not the impact
2: gun. It's
0: exactly.
2: (laughs) (laughs) They're your neighbors. They know that car is not going to be
0: on the road by (laughs) Sunday. (laughs) It'll be on the wheels, but it might not be on the road. Um, It's a roller,
2: people. It's a roller.
0: But. But when now, now here's another thing. And we talked about this. We didn't talk about this and we talked about the apartment, but the time when, when you're not wrenching near your toolbox, when your toolbox is 40 feet away from your car, the time of walking back and forth and back and forth, like here's, here's a tip, incrementalize for a tip. I set up a table. I set up all the tools I think I'm going to need for the job right next to the car under the Harbor Freight tent so that it doesn't get so hot. And if it rains, they don't get wet. And it saves so much time because if you have limited time and you're walking those tools back and forth every time you need a 12 or an 11 or a 17 Mm -hmm. and you got to walk back to that thing, you know what? You just you got to set up your tools so that you can grab that whole set and bring it next to the car and the whole so in, in my case
2: i just have my butler bring it to me but i mean that that works too so of course i have
1: two uh, under the car i have jeeves!
0: two <laughs> i need a 14
1: yeah uh box end excuse me jeeves is not handing you a 14 if you're lucky you're gonna get a five eights because <laughs> he's jeeves uh no he would give you that I have <laughs> got two, and I've I've actually had them for a while. I've got two repurposed pieces of furniture in my garage. One's like literally an old oh. '70s wheelie TV tray that my buddy was getting ready to throw out.
2: Thought you were gonna say a sex swing for like an engine hoist, but go <laughs> nice. <on>. never mind.
0: <laughs> Sign me up. Yeah,
2: but I
1: I, I took that and I just jokingly covered it in stickers. And that's because I can wheel it out there. And the, the the joy or the importance also of having those tools laid out is you know exactly what tools you need to put everything back on. Mm-hmm. So, you know, as you're, as you're grabbing those tools, okay, yeah, here's this, here's this. Or if you bring out the entire set and you don't have, if you've got a set of uh, box and wrenches or sockets and you don't have a case, you can still keep them on those plastic things and instantly know if you're missing any tools. Yeah, mm-hmm.
0: all of my so, sockets so you know, get live them all from
1: underneath. You know where you put them on the fender and you know, up under the hood hinge.
0: Yep, all my sockets live in rails, and all of my wrenches live in bags. Even though I have a full size toolbox, because when I need metric, I grab that roll and I bring it out, and I don't put it back in the toolbox until I know every slot is full.
1: Yep, mm-hmm. that, ma- that oh. also makes um, junkyarding easier.
2: I want to say uh Jeff, you're right though. Safety is huge for someone starting out because uh God forbid you buy Harbor Freight Jack stands, hey, they recall them. Hey,
1: ho, hey, whoa, hey, ho,
2: whoa. I actually the checked work. the
1: serial numbers though. Yeah, yeah.
2: Yeah, <laughs> I had, like I mean, nine. <laughs> point is like you you need to you need to protect your hearing, you need to mm-hmm. protect your eyes and you need to protect your body from falling objects. Uh, That's the number one priority, no matter if you're wrenching on the side of the road, uh, in a parking lot, in a carport, or in Jeep's palace, wherever you're wrenching. Because when 50 rolls around and you're hearing a constant ringing in your head from not wearing hearing protection, you're going to regret not putting in those those earplugs. So, yeah, take it to heart. And
1: and even... uh, you know, yeah, you look like a dork wearing the safety glasses, but the first piece of rust you have to sit there and pull out of your eye with a Q-tip, that takes you it's brutal. It's <laughs> brutal. You're like, safety glasses don't care how I look anymore. Oh oh,
2: it's uh, always like you, you're you're just unscrewing a bolt or something, and like a million pieces of rust fall right into your eyeball.
0: <laughs> yeah, they, I don't runch on anything that's not rusty, so it, it's yeah, just Jersey. Um, <laughs> yeah. absolutely. So. <laughs> there well and the new cars don't really i don't really wrench on so you know um uh, like your, you're own, your point
1: also about your your skin too because i've got a i've got an old denim shirt that i bought on sale at walmart for six bucks that if i know there's something likely to catch or grab i just use that one so i don't trash any good shirts or you know reach up there and get my four they call they call you
2: leno ward <laughs> <laughs> with its denim he's a full <laughs> denim outfit <laughs>
0: That's called a Canadian tuxedo there. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I, you know what, Here and here's some deals. If you are wrenching outdoors and you are dragging your jacks out and your jack stands out, you need to do those jack stands all the time and you need a flat spot to wrench. Mm-hmm. Don't wrench on that gravel. Hey, it'll kill your back, but those jack stands will not be stable. You know, so find that flat spot, find a place where you can wrench. Um, you know, I have a slightly cracked concrete driveway. I never wrench in the gravel.
2: If you're in Europe, go nuts. No, no safety is required because they have excellent (laughs) free healthcare here in America. We have to be conscious about like, you know, putting the the jack stands on maybe a a piece of plywood on the gravel so that the car doesn't shift and we have to go pay $25,000 for five stitches
1: yeah, uh, Yeah. That's a, that's a good one. I, uh, Chrissy's the one that got us all wearing safety goggles. And every time I pull something chunk of metal off the safety goggles, I'm so glad she did. And it's uh, interesting. You talk about the jack stands had a friend years ago was installing a stereo in his Jeep and he didn't even have a jack stand. He had a uh, bottle pump jack mm. and to get to what he was wiring up, he had pulled the front wheel off. And he's trying to do this wiring while this stupid, cheap pump bottle jack is slowly deflating. Mm -hmm. And he doesn't realize it when he tries to go out, but he's pinned. And then the jack just keeps letting the Jeep down onto his chest. So he's, he's, he's (laughs) out of, he's having a hard time breathing. And, uh, in the course of all this, the wires, because he didn't disconnect his battery cable, start smoking. Of course. Now he's trying to reach the fire extinguisher (laughs) that is out of his reach. And he's trying to, he's kicked it with his foot. and He's trying to roll it towards him so he can put out the fire and then find the little tiny handle to the pot bottle, Jack, and raise it back up. And it was all because he was trying to save five minutes. And the whole time he was thinking they're going to tell stories about how stupid I died. Mm. So Good
0: good Jack stands are cheap. Don't buy the cheapest ones you can find. Buy decent Mm. ones that you can trust. Stay clean, stay safe. Uh, what, what we should be wrapping this up soon. Uh, any last minute thoughts on this topic on uh, limited resources or limit? We've barely scratched the surface, I, ladies I and gentlemen. Say, we are gonna, but it's, I like it, I like it. It's yeah.
1: you know, Dwayne, uh, Dwayne says, you know, basically everything as your skill goes, so should your tools, so should your facility. So, it's a multi building mm-hmm. block aspect. We,
2: we we forgot the most important thing that kind of ties this all together which is to have fun. If you're not having fun, you got to just walk away and be like, all right, I'm going to revisit this door seal tomorrow. When, when I have a little more patience, it's about the enjoyment of the hobby. It's about the thrill of building and, uh, forming with your hands or whatever it is, the cathartic, you know, uh, you know, excitement that you get from, from building. So that should be, if you don't have that, it's not for you, I guess. Okay.
1: Or 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 maybe just, <laughs> just right now, go crack a beer, come back to it later.
2: Right. I, I mean, there's times where when you're going to want to walk away and, and recognize that and do it.
0: Yeah. Uh, and I love that because what Mental said earlier was, if you're not actually driving that car that you're working on for years and years and years, what is the value you're getting out of it? Now, if it's just that you want to be alone and away from the family in the garage and, like, not talking to other humans because you're, you know, you're getting that introvert-like thing, that craftsmanship, Mm -hmm. great. You might not be a car guy. You just might happen to like wrenching on cars. Get out in it. Drive it. Have a good time.
1: And still be safe. Stay safe. You. A yeah, you person <laughs> that likes safe. wrenching on cars. I'm not a car person. Still, be safe. Don't don't lose an
0: eyeball. Try Stay me. alive. G G will hand you the wrench. It's fine. Don't
1: worry about <laughs> it. Uh, Jeff, you found what we're going to talk about next. Uh, so it's I'm, I'm guessing it's a, a on the spot.
0: Sure, on the spot, around the horn. I don't know if you. Really but well safe, done. You know about it.
1: Well done. This is a this is so ties in to the entire topic.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And Dwight, thank you for uh, chiming in here. What, what are you drinking there? What do you got?
2: Uh, looks like a mind haze tropical. Oh, very Hoppet, good. Hoppical oh. cruise.
0: Ooh. Oh, ho- had me until hops.
2: That's <laughs> oh, my- you're not, you don't like the hops.
0: I don't like the hoppy stuff, but that's okay. So uh, yeah, that's awesome. Uh, uh, Let's talk about, thank you for coming. Let's talk about something else. Recently uh, you, eBay motors, for some reason, sponsors lemons. And for some reason, youtube i'm not going to say youtube jerk off because he actually seems like a pretty nice guy chris fix has been or hmm. og youtuber chris fix because he's been around since i think they before they monetized um it, they're working together he's come out to some of the east coast races we've raced against him he hasn't really done much but uh seems like a nice guy Ooh. they had a uh the recent video where eBay Motors is now sending a box to every Lemons race, or will be soon, that is filled with things to help Lemons people fix their race car. And they put a nice. call out to the community.
1: And let's be honest, it's, it's a reward for frequently purchasing sure. all of your sketchy car Absolutely. parts. Actually, I'm sorry, the car parts are fine. The cars are sketchy.
0: Um, so eBay Motors is going to send this box, this mystery box to a lemons race to help all the just clunkers get fixed. And they said, what should eBay put in the box? Now, Chris Fix immediately said zip ties and Jay said Bondo, which I don't know who's putting Bondo in their race car because it doesn't need to look good. I wanted, it. it's, it's yeah, exactly. I wanted to go. It's a great exactly. I wanted to go. It's it's very helpful for clogging that engine block hole. I wanted to go around the podcast and get a couple of suggestions. Maybe we'll do two rounds. What goes in the box? Not her head. Mental. What do you got?
1: All right. So let's, it's eBay. They're not going to cheap out on this. So it's going to be a fairly large box. An engine hoist. Because how many times Mm. have we been at a Lemons race, Jeff, where somebody came by and said, hey, does anybody have an engine hoist? He's got an engine hoist. Car so-and-so's on an engine hoist. And we've been doing this now since 2011. And there was a time when everyone brought their engine hoist. But now more and more people are using that space in the trailer for something else. So there's usually
0: one, one maybe two. two. Yeah, exactly i'm not
1: if ebay sent one they could paint it all up like ebay and it would and it would call attention to itself as it was being dragged across the gravel parking lot at three o'clock in the morning waking everybody up
0: dwayne no lie recent race i was pulling the motor on i needed to pull a motor on our rx7 wankel not that big and i searching for a hoist i found a hoist i said hey can i borrow the hoist from people i knew and they said you gotta ask them we borrowed it from them and then you gotta wait for them because they have it next i literally was third in line for the town bicycle engine hoist
1: wow So ebay should have an engine hoist they could paint it all up in
0: ebay colors and this is the best idea ever although i have one too dwayne what do you think they should put in the box
2: Oh man, maybe I'll just start a business where I rent engine hoists at the, uh, <laughs> the next race. Oh, eBay, what did I just buy? Um, I literally bought something on eBay today. I think it was SEM trim paint, but that's not really useful for the racetrack. Maybe maybe like something the driver could wear, like safety equipment or, or something. Oh, I new like
1: gloves.
0: That. Yeah, yeah
1: cuz somebody always someone always forgets their gloves or their shirt or go. you know or their Hans. yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, here's what i thought of and then you know we'll go around again if we can uh, the last week we talked about things that break on your race car and how to diagnose it and the immediate thing i thought of was a walbro 255 external fuel
2: pump. <laughs> wait, like
0: wait, it's external a part what? external fuel pump <laughs>
2: So oh, it's yeah. it's the inline
0: fuel pump, the standard <laughs> Walbro fuel pump that all of us run because they're like they're dirt cheap, and the one in the tank probably died. Yeah, and this could really be fit on everything. It is, and,
1: and they, they made them for uh, like a Ford Econoline van, oh, so you can find them the junkyard for next to nothing. But. They're just, they just work. And they so just that's work. why, that's why Switch
2: every, on the dashboard to switch to the external. Oh, A lot of pump. people
1: just go straight to it. They go to an external fuel pump and they either use an eBay motors or a junkyard wall barrel, usually a combination of both yeah. or an eBay junkyard version where somebody says, got this at the junkyard. I know what it's worth. And
0: yeah. Yeah. It's <laughs> it's so many fuel pumps die at a lemons paddock. So, all right. That's so imagine. you got a second one. You don't God. need a second one. I just no, thought you yeah, might yeah. have another
1: one. Damn it! Ooh, awesome. Oh, awesome! I, I do. I, I because it's a lemons race. A, the 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 low uh, the low wheelie thing. The low uh, uh, crawler, like the, oh, oh, the one like that's a, molded out. The creeper. The creeper. The plastic like the, creeper. The yeah, because
0: a lot. So of the wheels are, are like
2: higher up. Them.
0: Yes, like yeah. the dog bone shaped one. I think that's what they mm. call it. Like the dog bone mm-hmm. creeper. <laughs> awesome i like that uh i'll give you one more and then Dwayne, well if you got if you got one we'll go back yeah, to yeah. you again okay here's another one i thought of and it mm. is cust like the not the like the excel spark plug wires that are like make your own you mm-hmm. know where it's the not kit. for a specific car it's the kit for we don't have one for your car and you just clamp your own ends on because So many people have electronic problems and that'll fix, you know, oh, you need one coil wire here. Take this and make it yourself. I think that's the way to go.
1: Hmm. God, those are really both really good suggestions. (laughs) Damn it.
0: (laughs) Well, I loved your, your hoist suggestion.
1: Yeah. But like everything that, you know, that would actually fit in a box that they would, you know, I'm thinking crate. Yeah, I was thinking like
0: toolbox size. All right, Dwayne, you got one more. I'm not going to put you on the spot.
2: This this is really dumb, yes. but a potpourri of stickers because like the last thing you do is decorate your limits racer. Maybe it's the first thing. I don't know, but this is just oh, a or, box of well, like it's also cool a way, stuff like that you can.
1: If you uh, if you've got a caved in fender and you don't want to do the body work,
2: <laughs> there you go. Sticker
0: it up. Yeah. I, I'm thinking like
2: giant ducks and you know whatever to stick onto your car and make it look cool. So.
0: That's absolutely it. Well, Dwayne, thank you very much. I feel like we just met each other because we just did, but you seem like our kind of guy. I'm definitely going to be in the Vegas area at some point in the next year or two. um, And we will definitely get together. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And I need to get out to a
2: lemons race. I mean, that that looks like so much fun. You do. I don't know how I haven't done that yet.
1: Hey folks. So if you've got a lemons racer for a long-legged individual, who is quite gifted mm. with a wrench and yeah. is looking to learn something about limits? Get a hold of us. Mm-hmm.
0: You're definitely not going to fit in some of our well, maybe the three, the Mazda three. Yeah, he'd fit has, in the three. Has headroom, yeah. but he'd, the rest. He'd of fit.
1: Them- the, he'd fit in the Failbird, the Omega. He's not fit in the con-
2: Solstice. Though. Contorted my body in unspeakable ways to get on Disneyland rides, so I feel <laughs> like I should be able to make it work.
0: Wait, well, you have a nine fourteen? That's got to be some. I know. Oh God,
2: it's <laughs> oh. not going to end well.
0: <laughs> All right. Last question for you, since you are a Porsche guy, give me one good reason why I shouldn't own a 944. Cause I keep asking my friends if I could buy a 944 and they say, no, Jeff, you're not European car people.
2: I mean, the first reason is they're money pits and they don't, they don't resell. <laughs> so if, if you're going to buy a Porsche, you buy a 911. That's the, the number one rule. If you can't afford a 911, I'd probably do a 928 or a 914. But not a 944. 944s have been uh, ridden hard, put away wet. They're all used and abused because they were cheap for so many years. Same thing with the 924. It's it's the predecessor more or less oh, to yeah. the 944. Now, if there's a good 951, a, not, a turbo 944, yes. it's got relatively low, low miles, go for it.
0: That If I won the lottery... GT four, GT three, Go
1: on. I know you. I know you're playing the music. Oh, yeah. Dwayne, where can everyone oh, find you? We're gonna have your YouTube sure. channel, and of course, the Dirt Eye podcast. Where else can folks follow you?
2: Instagram. I'm up on Instagram at Dwayne Wick. It's just my name, D-U-A-N-E-W-I-K, and I post daily stories about working on cars. So if you're into that kind of stuff, uh, yeah, give me a follow, and I'll probably follow you back.
0: Is there a dot between?
2: Nope, it's, I think that's all together. Just D U A N E W I K.
1: I'll let you a little secret, Jeff. I've already got it. I just wanted it. I wanted the video. I I see you typing it in. in. I'm like, I'm I'm... (laughs) sorry.
0: Well, thank you, Dwayne, for uh, giving us all this great information. And I want to thank everybody listening for downloading us. We hope you enjoyed this week's edition of. Everyone Racers. We also hope you'll join us in the world of driving, racing, and building because everyone can be a racer, even you. If you enjoyed this podcast, subscribe. If you're watching on YouTube, right down there in the doodly do, why don't you type to us? Um, if you have any questions or show ideas, drop a comment on our Facebook page, Everyone Racers. Email us at everyone.racers at gmail.com. You can still text mental. Ask him what's up with that hair and the chin mullet or at 484-243-0455, or send him pictures of your junk.
1: Got pictures this week of Tyler Stink's new exhaust on his uh, M- MX3.
0: Oh, very good. The Evil yeah. Egg. Find us on Instagram or Twitter at everyone.racers. YouTube, Facebook, Everyone Racers. Even Reddit at slash U1R. Thanks again, and until next week, keep the shiny side up. Unless it's that crappy and there is no shiny side, then just keep those wheels down.
1: Cool.